We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. The Slay Hot series is over. We are back to normal. My name is Bladen Kirk. I'm joined, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Spawnauer and Theo Ash. We have a great show planned for you. This is our New Year's-themed episode, and I don't have a New Year's-themed name for Stay Hot. But we're just going to do our Stay Hot Shock, recap the NFL game from Week 16. Then we're going to do a quick New Year, New Faces type segment for the NFL. But before we get into all of that, Matthew, how was your Christmas? It was wonderful. It was a magical, you, a magical. A magical. <laughs> Do you have a favorite gift that you either received or gave? To I think my mom got me like uh, one of those calendars with like 300 pages. And it's like football facts on each one of them. Um, That's cool. So maybe I would guess it's three. I would guess it's 365 pages. Yeah, it's 300. <laughs> You're a couple pages. months short there, unless it ends in November. Yeah, um, but maybe maybe I'll share a few of the facts on Stay Hot as we move through the year. That'd be, that'd be fun. I'd like to see those. I got a camera, which means the Theo Ash bird pictures and reviews will be back since I will be out oh, on my wildlife w. photography shit again, um, which I have not been in a while. Don't let me find your eBird account again because I'm going to give you bad <laughs> ratings. <laughs> Matt is going to single-handedly destroy Theo's bird photographer career. I don't, I don't remember what you were like. Really upset that some of yours were four out of five instead of five stars. And I went and looked at them, and I thought, I thought you were rightfully mad. They look like some five-star bird reviews to me, or bird pictures. bird pictures. They were, they were. Anyway, I'm excited to get back on that grind, and I'm excited to. Actually, Bur- Burrow had 500 yards today, so maybe I'm not that excited. <laughs> I am excited. I, of course, no, am he's, excited. He's I appreciate excited. good football even when it's Joe Burrow. Yes. <laughs> um, it, was, it was actually kind of funny. So I got my mom this uh, blanket, but it's not a normal blanket. See, my mom complains about being warm all the time. I don't know if anyone else's mom does that. My mom always complains that it's too warm, so she makes it really cold in the house. So I got her a blanket that is supposed to keep you cold. 
It's like an ice pack. No, no. It's a blanket is it like that very, is very, very like... supposed. It is supposed to absorb body heat. That is like interesting. It seems like that I, wouldn't I, work I, to me. But I <laughs> that's what I, I thought. But hater, I bought it. I so. bought it. Was, it was, I bought it for her. So I, has she tried it? Does it work? Because that's I, sick. If she it has works. not tried it. I I uh, I basically pan, uh, like just totally bashed her about it all Christmas. Any time that she like did anything, and she was like, "Man, it's hot in here." I was like, "Man, if only you had something." To keep, to keep you cool. That doesn't if sound only. like... That doesn't sound very jolly. <laughs> Cle- clearly, you don't know me. I'm the holliest and the jolliest on the Stay Hot Podcast. Speaking of not being jolly on Christmas, uh, Packers-Browns. Uh, I think Dude, we should get into that. Bladen, Speaking of they, ruined Christmas, toxic blading Christmas. Oh my guy. They ki- he got posted on a big Instagram <laughs> after the game. He posted some video and, and the Lions commented like, I guess this is what would happen if you didn't win. You got crushed <laughs> on Christmas. On Christmas. I've never, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was cool though that you got posted on that Instagram and a meme and then all the top comments were like, that's Blade and it's cool that people know you yeah. like that. Yeah, no, no that was, was on that was, cool. that was on like hype celebrations or something like that. Best yeah. celebrations on Instagram yeah, with yeah. two point eight million followers. And the day before the game, <laughs> Bladen posted a picture on Snapchat that said, I'm Santa now. And I took a screenshot of that and posted it on Twitter with the caption, Baker Mayfield when he gifts the Packers three free interceptions. And I ended up being wrong on that take because he threw four. four. <laughs> so I wasn't even close. I don't know why, but it got it got reposted everywhere that that meme, and they called it the the like oh he called it retweeted it and that made it very popular, but not exactly a stellar game for Baker Mayfield. And I mean, this is what I said after the game. I struggle to think of one trait where Baker Mayfield is above average. I posted a video where I said, name one thing that he does better than Jared Goff, like other than like. He can occasionally put a billion arm strength behind a throw, which, like, who cares? Right. Baker arm strength throws, people always cite the one that went super far. That was incomplete. Like, that one went out of the end zone by a good amount. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) Like, arm strength, functional arm strength is like, you know, it has to be on the money, you know, instead of just like, I'm going to run 10 yards and throw this like a javelin 10 yards out of the end zone. So I don't even know if arm strength is a huge plus for him. It's it's fine, but it's not like he's a Herbert arm or anything. I, I, or, or no, I remember his rookie year. People complained that he would just like throw the ball too hard on like drag routes. Yes, that was he like does an that actual, all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Josh Allen kind of did that today too. But I, I digress. But no, that that was just one thing that like I'm. I don't know what Baker does better than like Garoppolo or Golf. I, or any of these guys. I don't disagree that maybe he's in that tier, but he can play better than he did against the Packers. It was just a very bizarre game because I've never seen a team get in the two-minute warning where they need to score, and you're like, yeah, they should just run. They should run the ball here. <laughs> 50 seconds left in the game, you're at midfield, three timeouts. I'm like, maybe maybe you hand it off one more time. Um, and that's just an absurd mindset to be in with a number one overall pick. 
Right. I saw people criticizing the play selection and like Stefanski's play calling. And it wasn't a problem with the routes. It wasn't a problem with like, oh, screens. It's the passes are too short or too long or they should be throwing inside or outside the numbers more. No, they were mad because they were passing it at all. Like, why are we, why are we passing it? We need to get down the field and, and, and score here. And they're like, why are we putting the ball in our quarterback's hands? And for some reason, there was a lot of the, the, a lot of the tone there was like, Stefanski, what are you doing? Instead of, if this yes. is ever a conversation, we just have a, a bad quarterback, a bad one. And mechanics, I mean, that pick he threw, um, he was targeting Landry, I think, in the red zone, and he just he sailed it over his head. I mean, you watch his his back foot. It's, yeah, it's it's like he's on like a tip. T- it looks like he's twisting his ankle. It's like, yeah. oh my god! I, I feel like I feel like with mechanics like that, with foot mechanics, not a ton of fans, maybe even myself included, with a lot of it, don't know exactly what they're looking for. But that was one where everyone who has ever watched football can look at that and be like, why is he standing like that? Why is he throwing like <laughs> you, that? You may not From know what pocket. it's supposed to look like, but you know it's not supposed to look like that. Exactly. Right. And it's year um, four. It's year number one, two, three, yeah. four. And it still looks like that with him where it's like, yes. dude, what is what is your lower body and upper body doing right now? Why is that not in sync and looking like the other quarterbacks? And it's like, why did you make these decisions? And why do you take sacks sometimes when you shouldn't? And it's like, he's definitely capable of playing better than he did. I mean, this was the first time ever that he's thrown four picks. This is probably his worst game as a pro. And Devondre Campbell dropped one and Eric Stokes dropped two. Yes. If you count one that happened on a two-point conversion. So yeah. it's like, it was just a horrific game from him. He can play better, but even when he's playing better, I don't know what skill he possesses that's really any good. <laughs> like, no. This, I, uh, this, was, this was the final straw for me. And, and a lot of Browns fans really disagreed. And I just don't understand why. They're, they're over here blaming Kevin Stefanski. They're like, well, we have such great running backs. Why don't we just run the ball more? And I'm like, the, you're, you're, you're freaking out over like Kevin Stefanski asking Baker Mayfield to throw a pass. But like, I can't believe we threw the ball three times in a row. There's 40 seconds left. What do you want them to do? Like, what? I agree. I, yeah. They maybe should have leaned on Chubb a little bit more, but you got to just have faith in your quarter. Like, I, Chubb is a top two running back in my eyes. So, like, I agree. But, like, and, and Stefanski yeah. made Baker look pretty good last year, which probably gave him the faith in Baker that. So, it's like Stefanski's blessing of making Baker look better than he is. Is also now a little bit of a curse if he's leaning on Baker too much now with confidence in his good this, results last this, year. I, I've said this before. This feels so much like last year with the Rams. And, and Sean McVay just wanted to do more. And that's what yes. that's how it feels with Stefanski. He's just trying to do more. And like, Stefanski doesn't even want to he doesn't want to do that much. Yeah. He's not asking. He just he just doesn't want to run. He just doesn't want to do like inside zone and play action every single play. He doesn't want to run in the 2 minute drill. Right. <laughs> like, <And> so, <laughs> I will say with with Mayfield, he has been more accurate than this. Like okay, maybe the arm strength is just all right and maybe he leans on his scheme a little bit, but he's been I remember he went on the stretch last year. He was very accurate. Um, and I, I get the shoulder thing. I do. But you can't you can't excuse the the mechanics on some of those throws. And maybe what's even the bigger, and it's not the bigger story, but what also is a big story, the Packers only won that game by two. 
and they really that's not a good sign for them. For Green if Bay, Case, uh, yeah, for Green Bay. If Case Keenum had been playing in that game, I really wonder if they had won. I would agree. Um, it was it was cool to see um, Rogers break the record, and I think that that kind of like put everyone in a good mood, and then it seemed like the game was in hand and then it was like kind of the same deal as last week with the Ravens it seemed like the game was in pretty good shape. And then it was like, Oh wait, wait, wait a minute. They have a chance to drive <laughs> down the field and win it right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not too, I'm still not too concerned, even though the point differential maybe is not what you'd expect from a top speed because you know, they, there is there are a lot of tops there's still a lot of top injuries there there's still a lot like again i still am banking on jair and bakhtiari and and randall yeah, cobb yeah that's even, all that's and, true and zadarius smith and all the guys are playing so like i can't point to anyone and be like man they really didn't play very well like rasul douglas balled out i thought stokes did well i thought the safeties did a decent job gary played a good game Preston. so it's like devondre can't everyone played pretty well i chubb just got behind us a few times i mean chubb chubb will do that and i, I think the offense i mean there was those two Devonte drops when the game should be put away but he didn't play poorly by any means and rogers played pretty good and the offensive line held up pretty well so it's like everyone's playing pretty well it's just all of a sudden at the end of the games, you're like, whoa, we didn't quite put them away when we should have. You know, Devontae didn't quite catch those two passes. So I'm not too concerned about the Packers, even though the, these games have kind of been sneaky close at the ends here. I, I still feel pretty good about all the players and can't identify like an area or a positional group where they really suck. And that'll that'll help. But, you know, you play anything- the Cowboys... If anything, I think it's more. Yeah. I think it's more of an indicator that the Browns are really just like, if they had Derek Carr, there they'd be that team. If they had, like, li- like literally, Kurt Cousins, I'd be happier with at this point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, Every, everyone. I, is, I would like Packers... to. T- I would like to take a quick intermission just to point out the fact that the Cowboys are up forty-nine to seven with their backups in. And I don't know who number 17 is for the Cowboys at receiver. He just like made the entire Washington football secondary look like children. The silliest thing I've ever seen. All right. Well, before we get into more Cowboys, because they are just totally annihilating the Washington football team right now, do make sure that you go rate us on Spotify. Their new feature allows you to rate podcasts. Make sure you leave a five-star rating there. We got to... Got to rise on the Spotify charts again, man. We uh, debuted at number one, took down Barstool. We got to get back up there. Um, and we were talking about the TikTok earlier. Make sure you follow us on TikTok at Stay Hot Pod for some great content there as well. I just posted a video bashing some NFTs. So if you hate NFTs, you'll like that video. <laughs> but, or if you like NFTs, uh, also watch it. And you, yeah. And then argue, comment talking Leave lots yeah, of <laughs> comments talking about how much Engage you, with it you as hate much as me. possible. Yeah. Um, engage with that video no matter what. But uh, the Cowboys, they are, I don't even know what, there is no word for what they're doing. It was 42 to 7 and a half. Like, this is disgusting. This is a, it was 42 7 and a half. Like, and nah, there's no way Cooper Rush has is two for two with 70 yards and a touchdown. This is tough. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it's bad. Cowboys are dangerous, and we've been saying it. I know me and you, Bladen, have been on this yeah. since preseason that the Cowboys are I've been legit, on it since like, last year. Every, yeah, 
every year the, the Cowboys fans think they're Super Bowl contenders, which the Cowboys get unnecessary shit about because every fan base thinks they're Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> besides like the real bottom of the barrel teams, like you could say that about Broncos fans. They think they're Super Bowl contenders every single yeah. offseason. So Cowboys fans also do, and it's a running joke. But this year, they really did have the look of Super Bowl contenders. And right now they are really, really scary. They've got two defensive player of the year candidates on defense, yes. plus a scary edge rush duo, plus, you know, great corners. And it's it's terrifying on every level of their offensive line, quarterback, wide receiver room, front seven and secondary. Just completely terrifying everywhere. It's people need to stop underrating them because dude, <laughs> it's they're, they're, it's scary. They're not, Tonight they're, not even, scary. they're not even full. Tyron Smith is out. Yeah. Like they're not <laughs> like what and he's maybe the best left tackle in the league when he's healthy, just missing that guy casually and putting up, you know, 50, like 42 to seven and a half time on a borderline playoff team here in Washington. Like now, get re- wa- Washington Cowboys, has some injuries and COVID people as well, but no, like Still, regardless, these are NFL players. Yeah, exactly. Like you're it's 56 to seven right now. And the Cowboys have their backups in. And they're still just, they're still scoring at will. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's it's crazy, man. And they'll be a tough out. And they'll be a really tough out for anybody. Yeah. And they played the, the Buccaneers week one. They probably consensus best team Buccaneers maybe. Well, I guess they lost to the Saints, so maybe not pretty recently. But a really good team in the Buccaneers. They were on the brink of beating them earlier in the year. The first game of the season, they almost won. And people were like, oh, that was a pleasant little surprise. They're better now than they were then. I was about to say, the they, they, would, about they the would definitely beat them now. <laughs> they would absolutely beat I don't know them about now. definitely, but they obviously could. I think I'd favor them. I don't yes. think it'd be definitely. It'd still be a very close maybe, game. Maybe, but... maybe, not, maybe not a stay hot lock. Maybe yeah. not a stay hot lock. But, uh, but um, Speaking of no. stay hot locks... Maybe we should talk about our stay hot shock, which is the Texans beating the Chargers. And we all we all locked the Chargers to win. So <laughs> I would have hit if that, that, that game hadn't gone that way. Same. Yeah. I've been same. I've been I've been close to coming back and getting the points close again, but I keep missing one game. And that was a tough one to predict, been. but the Chargers run defense strikes again. There was a point in this game where I think it was <laughs> Freeman was the last name. Maybe it was Royce Freeman. Is he on the Texans now? Royce I can't Freeman, even yes. Is he on the Texans? He is. He had a touchdown where he broke a bunch of tackles. He had hit this spin move and carried some guys into the end zone. Um, and I, it was think from that was, I think that was Burkhead. I think that was Freeman and, and it got called back for penalty and they oh, moved okay. back. They moved back, you know, after the holding penalty. Very next play, they just run again. <laughs> the cornerback 26 takes a bad angle and Burkhead scores the touchdown. So it's like you allow this long touchdown in the red zone. Then they moved back and you just allowed another long touchdown. Yeah. And Burkhead had two touchdowns on them. Um, he had, I think, about 100 yards total or so. And um, yeah, it's just their their run defense kind of got him again. And and Her- Herbert didn't play great. And Davis Mills played a played a solid game. And, and the Texans... The te- that was a good use of a third round pick. That's what I'll say about Davis Mills. Like he's They have four wins right now, you know? Yeah. They're four and we expected them okay. to be like Oh, it's zero? Zero. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like maybe one win. Yeah, um, and, and Mills I think has pretty clearly played the second best of any of the rookie quarterbacks. I mean, statistically he's there and it's not like he got drafted into a good situation at all. 
if he was drafted in, if Lawrence was dra- drafted in Houston at the number one overall pick and everyone would be like, oh my God, you're screwed in Houston. Yeah. And he turned into a season like Mills is having, people would be like, mm, okay, okay, okay. Here's, maybe, maybe here's an interesting, interesting tidbit about Davis Mills. He did go to Stanford, you know? You talk about how important it is like to be a smart quarterback. Dude went to Stanford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like, there's, there's got to be something there. It's probably, it's probably a smart guy. I mean, when I scouted him, my takeaways were like, okay, arm strength. He's got an NFL arm. It's not, you know, you know, Mahomes. Like, it's not like top, top tier, but it's, yeah. it's good. Um, he anticipated things well. I thought, like, there would be times where he wasn't just see it, throw it. He was like, oh, throw on this before the guy breaks. Um, but my problems with him were he couldn't really move all that well. And he would just have some just horrific accuracy issues. But I mean, this year he's, he's one of the better quarterbacks in football in the red zone, um, which is where windows are tight. And those are some of those difficult throws you have to make. He's been good down there. Um, he, he hasn't been embarrassing. And in a draft class where all the quarterbacks are pretty weak and the Texans probably aren't going to have a slam dunk guy, I'd probably roll, run it back next year if Watson's and not going to be there. I was about to say, you're probably not, even if Watson clears his issues, which there's no guarantee he does, Yeah, like I, I still don't imagine he's on the team next year. Yeah, I mean, he wants out of Houston re- regardless. That's what I'm saying. He wanted to yeah. leave before everything. There's yes. no way he stays. I and, doubt um, like Nico yeah. Collins, I think his name is, the yes. one who out of Michigan. Yes. He's, he's yes. nice. He's a nice yes. young wide receiver. Cooks is good. Um, they've got some nice pieces on the offensive line. It's not a total horror show in Houston. Like, it's it's bad, but it's not a total horror show, although I don't think Cully is the greatest, and um, the defense doesn't have nearly enough pieces. But, you know, it's four wins is more than I thought. I, I thought they yeah. were going to be the worst team in football easily, and they're they're not. No, they just haven't been. They haven't been the disaster that uh, like a Jacksonville has or a Carolina has after their first three games <laughs> to cause them to be that bad. Fair, fair. Yeah. So that was a nice win for them. I thought you know Herbert didn't really couldn't really get much deep. He he loves to hit those deep shots, and they just weren't really there. Check down, check down, check down. There was a pick six to Cook where it was a miscommunication and. Cook settled down in a zone, and I think he should, probably should have kept running because he was running away from this guy. And it was it was just a rough game all around for the Chargers. Um, and and their run defense is really really scary to me once we get into the playoffs because you run into a good running team, and there's a couple of those guys in the in the AFC. It's it's probably over for them. Yeah. In there. Well, speaking of teams that have had disaster classes, Matt, uh, <laughs> do you, do you want to talk about the Panthers, or is it still too painful? I mean, they seriously, they've not been this sad since Super Bowl 50. It's so depressing that this is the way that this is going to go. Um, the game wasn't even the sad part. It was Cam's press conference. Oh, after. dude. And he went and yeah. he, he's, he's, he didn't need to stick up for Matt Rule. There was no need to do I, that. I that couldn't guy's believe that. <laughs> and then Matt, Matt Rule's given out these, he's given out these ridiculous Jay Z whatever the hell he was talking about. And he's like, I told the locker room this Jay-Z quote. If you told the locker room that he, 
there's no winning them back. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen the Succession? Um, the the show. I don't think either of you guys have. No. That sounds like something Kendall Roy from Succession would do. Like after you know the team loses and he's doing some embarrassing shit, and you know no one likes him and everyone can tell he's he's like an asshole. He goes in and like starts talking about like Jay Z and like how they did, how there's a really good culture here. I, I like what we're building, even if other people can't see it. That's that's such a Kendall Roy thing to do. I'm gonna make a succession reference. That's, Does he actually think he gets seven years to get this right? He wasn't <laughs> he wasn't saying I will defend him. He wasn't saying that in the sense it's like he just was saying it took a long time. Not that he's gonna take overnight seven successes years. take a long time. Was yeah, the message? But but it's uh, you can live with rebuilding, but you have to be building. You can't get worse. <laughs> The Panthers are in a terrible situation this offseason, so no one can buy that. And it just sucks because the Panthers failed Cam for the last decade or so. And no matter what I say, I will not be able to convince 85% of people that that's true. And they will always see it as the other way around. And Cam, Cam coming back after them, like literally pretty much lying to him, is so ridiculous. And he didn't need to do that. And just to come back to take blame for the state of the team is insane um it's really cinematic it's really like a tv show arc that it's just like like it is tragic it's like a tragedy it's like macbeth or something it's shakespearean it's, <laughs> it's like macbeth. oh the hero came back <laughs> and the knife just got twisted deeper and it's so sad even though all this stuff happened and that i mean wasn't his fault i've been i've been looking at some there's mixed feelings about the Panthers among the Panthers fan base. And I'm, you know, we're not even to the off season yet. So I'm not saying everybody's really looked at it. Panthers are in a really bad spot. They have no offensive line. They have no money. Half the defensive starters, not half of them, but a lot of defensive key defensive players are leaving. They don't have the money to bring all those guys back. They have to fix the offensive line. They don't have a quarterback. They have one pick in the first three rounds. I mean, I just, I don't know how you could possibly make the team. Like how you can, how can you, how you could fix the team to the point where you're like, yeah, we're competitive for a playoff spot within one year, unless some coach was able to come in and just magically turn everything around. And I think we'll get into that a little bit later when we're doing mm-hmm. our predictions on where some quarterbacks will be next year. But one more, while well, we're talking about the Sunday slate, before we get into that, I got to talk about Joe Burrow and his what five hundred twenty nine yard was it something like it was five hundred some something ridiculous great game. I think the fourth highest all time and that was the closest to a Madden game you'll see all year you know a Madden game where mm-hmm. you're playing on a difficulty that's a little bit too low for you and just mm-hmm. things everything is working and all you do of course we, is just we might be deep. watching we might be watching that game right now with Dallas well we're not but. because <laughs> Dak is not playing Burrow <laughs> Burrow was in here two minutes left up by 20 just airing it out on these practice squad corners and you know Mixon was hitting deep wheel routes with like five minutes left like he was he they were just pouring it on the Ravens and I think a lot of that has to do with what their defensive coordinator said and like oh we're we, we're not ready to crown Burrow yet and uh they probably took some offense to that it's a division rival they're really yeah, trying yeah. to get into a playoff mode here so let's kind of jump start with some energy like and it. just take it to him and kill the Ravens but my thing with Bur- like Burrow played great obviously um but <laughs> they did not let up like other teams would like Dak no. may Dak may have surpassed what Burrow did this week but they took him out of the game 
or or that would calm down a little bit and call some runs. That's not what the Bengals were interested in doing. And T. Higgins was mossing people. Jamar Chase had an amazing catch. Boyd was wide open. Mixon was open. Like just yes. down the field, just shellacking of this Ravens secondary the whole game. They just didn't have a chance. It, it was like a kid playing Madden, just trying to run up the numbers on a difficulty that was a little bit too easy. I mean, the Bengals killed them, and they did not let up, and they wanted to embarrass the Ravens, and they the did. Bengals, and I don't hate the strategy. The Bengals made me happy today because they kept the Browns in the playoff hunt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ohio Connection. Uh, shout out! Shout out that. Like, I'll um. I, I've probably said this before on the podcast, but nothing makes me more upset than the Ravens running back room getting so. I don't think I've ever seen a position group get hurt that bad where it just goes from like they have some of the best to they have some of the worst, and it kills me every time. Uh, they're running the, Ra- games the Ravens could bad. Have, they could have and their so cornerback good. room. I didn't even like gun yes. to my head. I was like, I know Chuck Clark is playing in this game. I'm pretty sure Chuck, he's a good safety. Yes. He's decent. And then I was like, are any of the corners playing? And they got beat pretty badly. I mean, Burrow oh, has certified stock in the Ravens now after the two performances <laughs> that he's had against them. They showed a graphic that are like the two worst like yards given up games against the Ravens in their long prestigious history. And it's like Burroughs at the top of that after just this yeah. season. So that was, that was, they he were played bo- really both well. of the, both of those are this year. Yeah. Both of those are this <laughs> like, year. That's he, so nuts. He's a, he's a certified stock owner of, of the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens at this point. So yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And one more before we get into this, I know we've talked mm-hmm. about quarterbacks a lot, but Josh Allen may have had an even better game than Burrow did. And I know I'm going to get branded as a Burrow hater for saying that, but I'm telling you, his numbers mean a little bit more because it was a close game the whole time against maybe the best, the number one defense by DVOA in football, the New England Patriots. And Emmanuel Sanders was selling and dropping passes. And he just was hitting some ridiculously stupid, like throws that only he can hit you know, rolling to his right, three guys in his face, throwing it all the way across the field, just some bullets into the end zone. And, you know, he hurdled a guy. There was a fourth down conversion where he just hit this nasty juke move. I mean, he was putting the team on his back and ended up with even more EPA than Burrow did, if you're into that kind of thing on this day, against the number one defense by DVOA. And in a must-win game, not a must-win game, but a huge divisional game, I was unbelievably impressed with what Josh Allen did today. I would consider it I would consider it a must win game. Uh, you yeah. take, you mean, take, a, you take the, a look at the at the AFC right now? That's absolutely a must win game. Yes. And Josh Allen been, practically would have been eight and seven. That would have been pretty tough. Um that's what I'm saying. Although that, I think that still would have had them in the playoff, you know, right there. Yeah, the Chargers losing made it a little bit better, but still, it was a huge game, and to have that kind of performance against that kind of defense was crazy impressive. And the throws, these were not nothing throws. These were not open receivers. These were difficult arm angles, covered guys, big runs. I think he had like 60-something rushing yards. When I mean, he did he was have lights open out re- as well. When, every time he had an open too. receiver, it felt like it was dropped. Yeah. No, it was it was a crazy <laughs> like, game. So shout out Josh Allen for that, and Mac Sean Jones also game. horrific. Played really bad. Um, I so. love to see that. My favorite. <laughs> no, I, I I don't know. It's, it's this, this it's right here is, is my favorite He's a rookie, thing, but ever <laughs> in yeah, the history of forever, <laughs> he was really not good. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know if I'm I'm the Mac Jones hater, but I do like to see maybe the narrative become a little bit more reasonable on him. I'll say that. You know, if he had kept balling out, it would have been how far like there was a point in time there where we were maybe not too far away from Mac Jones top 10 talk yes um and Mac Jones offensive rookie of the year talk which I think is silly and I don't want comeback player of the year and offensive rookie yes. of the year and MVP award all to be quarterbacks that's just stupid to me when there are Nick Bosa should be comeback player of the year and Jamar Chase should be offensive player of the year so like just only look at quarterbacks there was is a little bit lame so i'm kind of in that sense i'm a little bit glad mac jones came down to earth so it's not just quarterback sweeping the awards but nothing against the patriots i i don't care if mac jones does well or not in fact i'm rooting for the patriots a little bit i i like to see belichick without brady to be I, honest. I, i'm rooting for belichick but i'm rooting against mac jones so i it, 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 it's a tough spot to be in you know who i always root for though who who jalen hurts I did not watch that game. If you watched it, feel free to fill us in on how it went because I don't know. I just saw the final score. I know that Devontae Smith played really well. Devontae Smith had a great game. I root for Devontae Smith too, mostly because he's me. Um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, Jalen Hurts, good good player, good quarterback. I don't care what anyone says. And I, I think and he's I've kind said- of in that Davis Mills kind of range where maybe you could, you could probably upgrade and the jury's still out, but with the incoming quarterback class, you probably stick with him through the coming storm. That is not many available and, good quarterbacks. I think that that's wanted, where I'm at with him. If we wanted to get into the sort of quarterback carousel that's going to be going on um, this off season, there's a lot of teams like that. That's what this yes. draft class has created. And I almost think that this draft class is being a little bit underrated now. To the point where it's like, there's no quarterback that a team is going to try to make their franchise guy. Well, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if <laughs> right. I'm going to go that far. Like, someone's going to get drafted high. Someone's drafting Matt yeah. Corral. Someone's drafting Kenny Pickett. Someone better draft um, Matt Corral. But as far as, there's there's no one where you're like, I'm going to draft him, and I just think he's going to be able to help us win day one. Maybe there is yeah. somebody who will end up doing that, but there's nobody I really trust to do that, if that makes sense. But I, I went and looked at it, and I think the teams that absolutely undeniably cannot run back their quarterback situation, it's probably the Steelers, Washington, yes. Denver, and then I put the Saints in there because Jameis Winston is a free agent. I think – do you think I'm missing anybody? 
the Lions running it back was, with Goff would be kind of a tough sell for me. Like now, I don't think have, the, I, I don't think the Lions will run it back with Goff. My prediction for them is that Goff will be the starter week one, and they'll be sitting somebody behind them. Yes, if they okay. they're in a good spot where someone will probably be there top of the second round. That I feel like. Maybe it's like a Davis Mills type situation where it's like they have Tyrod and then there was someone they sort of liked that is there in round two or three. Like that might be the type of situation situation yes. that they're in with because I think they have two first round picks. They so do. They've got, they late a, fir- yes. they've got a late first and an early second. So I would guess one of those two gets gets spent on a quarterback, but Goff will probably be on the roster. But I, he's a tough sell if he's. There is no future guy there, and you're waiting well, it, another year. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's actually a good situation. I'll say that, you know, okay, you, you don't want to be paying Goff $30 million or whatever he's making. But um, I actually think with Goff, he's not a bad bridge quarterback at all. I would still say he's a top 32 quarterback, maybe. Uh, but they're paying him enough money, and he's actually had a couple good games down the stretch here for him, where I think you can comfortably – say, okay, he'll be our starter, and if we go draft a guy, uh, we'll we'll sit him behind him for a full year, which is what I think you'd want to do with any of the quarterbacks in this draft class. On top of that, the Lions are kind of a really good landing spot. They have a good culture. I really like their coach. Uh, they have a very good offensive line. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has looked really solid recently. You got I was Hawkinson. about to say Amon Ross St. Brown, man. They still need some work in the wide receiver room, but they know that, and they have multiple first-round draft picks. They have money. They can go – if they can go get a few more receivers, That and they've got the bridge quarterback, so you can sit – that's a really good landing spot. It's a really good landing spot. Um if it if it wasn't the Lions, people would probably be a little bit more open to this. But I mean, there's just not NFL talent on that team in mm-hmm. a lot of areas. Like there's just not in, on the defense and in, in the wide receiver room. And hung with the Ravens, hung with the 49ers, beat the Cardinals, almost yeah. beat the Falcons today, which isn't that much of an accomplishment. And they had they had Tim Boyle. The past they didn't weeks, even have Goff in this last game, and they they were yes, this they close to have that one. I think so. I I agree with you. Where it's like, yeah. So I think I put the Lions in the run it back category, but draft a guy. Uh, but there's just a lot of like, like what are the Giants going to do? If they love the Giants kind of strike me as a team that maybe goes for a quarterback. They've got two top 10 so they can draft a quarterback and they can still go get a big prospect or whatever. But I've been seeing some rumors that they're going to stick with Daniel Jones because they really don't like the quarterbacks. I was about um, to say, I, they, there have been reports that they're going to run it back with Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. And to me, that doesn't make a shred of sense. I can get Daniel Jones. I can understand the process there. Joe Judge is tough to defend. <laughs> Joe um, Judge? <laughs> Come on. And you've got like like the Falcons. Uh, I guess they're going to, what else would they do? They're gonna. I guess they're gonna go Matt Ryan again. That might be a place. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. They're they're another thing. Like if Malik Willis was gonna go anywhere, like maybe that's a team that can take a flyer on him because I don't even think Matt Ryan is that horrible right now. I don't think. I think he could be a Philip Rivers for some team. Like, yeah, um, he was with the Colts last year. Yeah, I don't know if that happens next year because if if they want to move on, they would have to eat some dead money. But I could see that happening to Matt Ryan, or I see them maybe keep him. And draft someone like Malik Willis. So, 
Yes. There's a lot of teams if, where it just makes more case, sense yeah. Yeah, to move on next year, even if it's maybe outlook not great at the moment. Um, like, or the, some teams you just have, I guess the Browns are going to go with Baker again. They owe him $19 million. They don't have that much cap space. Uh, what, like, what else are they going to do? <laughs> Here's and what, it's like the idea of like, okay, I think Derek, Russell, Derek Carr or bust. I or think Russell Wilson is a, is a chip that may fall. I think Russell Wilson, you look at the Seahawks. They lost today versus the Chicago Bears starting Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And you look at the work that needs to be done on multiple levels of mm-hmm. that team. And he's under contract for two more years. And do you think you can rebuild in that time? And then his contract is up. And then do you, do you re-up and make him the highest paid quarterback? In full? It's like, what is your timeline? And if your timeline is we aren't that good and won't be for a while, and there's all these teams that maybe could use a quarterback right now or, or don't have an answer and maybe want one right now, like the Browns or even the Giants to some extent, thought they, they kind of went all in this offseason with big signings and they just didn't quite have the guys they mm-hmm. thought they did, but they might still be on a shorter timeline. I think Russ has, has said, I like Seattle, I want to stay here. All those trade rumors were kind of BS, but I don't know if I believe it. And honestly, even if he does want to stay, I don't know if it's a horrible idea for the Seahawks to kind of blow it up because it's been a long ass time since they've won anything. And Russ has not exactly been stacking together better and better seasons as time has gone on, like maybe Rodgers or Brady has or whatever you want to say. So that's a big piece that I could see falling. And I think the Giants make sense. And I think the Browns make sense. So if the Browns got either Derek Carr or Russell Wilson, I'd be, I'd be happy. I don't disagree, but, the two yeah. things with that is number one, any quarterback, and it's like, okay, well, this team will fill their need with by trading for another quarterback. Well, then that opens up another quarterback problem for another team outside of, I guess, Watson or maybe <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Jones. The other problem is that, like, I don't think a Russell Wilson trade is a slam dunk necessarily for any team that trades for Wilson. That's not because Wilson's a bad quarterback. Like, look at the Browns. The Browns don't have a lot of money, and for the first time in a long time, they're going to have to make tough decisions salary cap wise. So to go out and make a move for a quarterback who is going to cost you major draft capital, maybe uh, some sort of young player uh, and a lot of money, it's going to be really, really tough to to keep the rest of the team good enough contending level for that to make sense. And that's the only way that a trade for Russ makes sense. Same thing with New York, although less so because it's like, okay, well, we have two top 10 picks. You still have to pay him a ton of money. So if the rest of your team is not figured out and you're giving up all your picks, it's putting you in a really, really tough spot. I think about maybe to a lesser extent, the Texans with Laramie Tunsil and that type of deal where it's like, he's a really good player, but you're not close. I don't know if you're quite close enough for that to make a world of sense. Russ is really good. So that's why maybe a team could talk themselves into it. And it probably would make whatever team traded for him better. But from a team building aspect, we, we say this about non-quarterbacks, and it's true for quarterbacks too. Giving up picks and big money for a guy is tough. Yeah. So where does that lead? And the other big the other big thing is I think Watson. Watson is the other thing where it's like yeah, that that's, that's also an option. Card. And who knows where Rodgers will be at. So I think there are some trade options, mate, but they're all mm-hmm. pretty like pretty solid. Like maybes as far as quarterbacks go, I think we can count on 
Washington spending a first round pick on a quarterback. I think that's with where they'll be in the draft. Whoever, whoever their QB one is, I think it makes sense for them to sign that to mm-hmm. draft that person with where they'll probably be at mid first round. I yes. think I find it hard to imagine that the Panthers leave the draft without a quarterback unless they make a trade for Watson or Wilson, I mean, I guess but. the team, the team is so far away from being competitive and you trade, you only have one real pick this year and then you would trade that and you don't have much money. I mean, they would just, the rest of the roster would be so brutally bad if they traded for Watson. And I know with Watson, it's different because you can talk yourself into it being a long-term thing. It would be really tough. It would be, but I, it almost reminds me of the Bears a little bit last year. Although the Bears were a seven seed in the playoffs the year before, but everyone knew Nagy was on thin ice. Everyone knew Trubisky was not it, and it was like, "What? Do, okay, we need to do something. Otherwise, we're going to be fired. If we don't get results, we're going to get fired." Is, is Matt? If Matt Rule is back next year, which isn't even a guarantee, where it's like we just have no choice but to get an answer at the quarterback position. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it won't matter what kind of position we're in for the future because we're not going to be a part of it. So I think that that reality will start to set in pretty damn quick this offseason. Yeah. And it'll be like, yeah, we may not have the offensive line we need. And it's just kind of a perpetual mess. But it, yeah. it, it, if they have Darnold as the – they won't. They can't have Darnold as the week one starter next year. It just well, it just can't happen. And it's, it the, it's the exact so same I think problem. Will, Darnold is owed $18 million, completely fully guaranteed. What do you do with that? And we know the precedent has been so swallowed. A second round draft pick, a second round draft pick that they don't have because they traded it for Sam Darnold. Yep, you had you have to swallow. They trade back. You they have what? They'll end with a top ten pick. You trade back, and then you get a guy, or you just stay at seven and draft whoever you trade. You trade back. You offer the team with like the sixteenth pick, the five, and Sam Darnold for the eighteenth pick. Please, to open up the cap space to then trade a bunch of picks for Watson and then you just roll with the worst offensive line in the league and you don't re-sign any of your defensive players. Honestly, and that's, that's not the worst thing. Yeah, it's not unthinkable. Um, it's not unthinkable. Anyway, moving on past the Panthers. Washington, I think, will draft one. Yes. The Panthers, I, I think, would come out of the draft with one unless they go with they the Watson. I don't yeah. think Wilson is going there. Someone, someone is going to swallow their morals to get Watson. Yes. And Falcons, I could see them. Willis to the Falcons, just, and maybe it's just I'm thinking of Vic and Willis is kind of Vic like. And I believe that he was an Auburn guy. So there's some Georgia connections there. So I, I, I kind of like that, that fit a little wow. bit um, with him having those Georgia connections. And just, uh, it's, it's, I think that he might be a project that they could take on because of, um, because of, Matt Ryan still being a half decent, okay, maybe sort yeah. of decent quarterback yeah. that maybe some other guys can't take on. So it'd be okay to take a chance on a ceiling like Willis in the later rounds. Um, that that fit kind of makes sense to me. Um, and but like someone in the second or third round, maybe for them. I'm trying to think of who, what other teams I'm forgetting. Denver. Denver, Denver. Um, Denver. Carson Strong is such a Denver. If we're doing a mo- little mock draft right now, Carson, Carson Strong, Strong just seems like a Denver type. Just, of just an Elway guy. Six I, foot, six foot a, a they billion. Might be they I might be interested in a trade too because they've got Herbert and Mahomes in that division. The quarterback market is 
probably not better for any single person than it is for Jameis Winston right now. Because there is a handful of teams where you're like, if they do not get Jameis Winston in free agency, they will be bad. And they have no other options that make any sense at all. Um, Matt, how would you feel if the Panthers got Jameis Winston? I have literally no idea how they would do that. They I, they have twenty nine million dollars in cap space right now. I, I it would it would have to be trading away Sam Darnold, uh, pick sending like I don't know what the I the league want them might to be do. super low on on Winston though because I mean he got basically two contracts in the last two years that were pennies for a guy who's not that bad. So maybe guess, people just around the league don't like the maybe, guy. I, I, I could guess, see maybe but, that happening again. I guess I'm, I am thinking from my perspective more than from what the league has shown. But it seems to me like a team like the Steelers should be all over uh, him in free yeah. agency. They should be trying to get him badly. Uh, that uh, that yes. makes the – because uh, their other options are, I guess you try to trade for Wilson or – Pickett. You know, Pickett to the Pickett. Steelers is another like hometown yeah. guy. Tomlin has talked so many times this year about wanting a mobile quarterback. Like he's always like, oh, Big Ben isn't that mobile. I'd like kind of like a mobile guy. He talks about he. I bet you, week one, twenty twenty two, the Steelers. I don't know who it is. They're gonna guy. They're gonna have a guy who can move under center. Malik That's my Willis. <laughs> maybe Corral. Maybe I Pickett am, can move a little bit. Maybe Ritter I am overrating. If I see Matt Corral Winston. in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, I'm, I don't think like, you're overrating Winston. Is the thing Winston no, I'm, was I'm, kind I'm, of he was balling. The the yeah. thing that's tough about it is like the Saints have no money. They have, and I know right. people of those salary caps not real. It is. It's real. It is. I promise you. If the salary I, cap I was, wasn't I was real, a the year too. I was a year seven. too early on a team going. I went seven. They're negative sixty million in the cap, and they've got to resign their quarterback and their franchise <laughs> tackle. And that's not a position you want to be in. And they can, obviously yeah. they will like get out of it, but not with a team they won't. <laughs> I mean, they trimmed a lot of fat last year. Now they're not a playoff team, although Listen, they may have been with Winston. So Drew Brees saved them last year by taking a twenty-nine million dollar pay cut. They don't have that this year, right? It could, it could be, it could get bad, but they do always seem to wiggle their way out of it. But they do it in real ways. Not just, they don't wave a magic wand and everything's better. <laughs> you do have to make a lot of cuts, and they made a lot of cuts, but there was a lot of fat there to, to cut this yeah. year. There may not be the the Janoris Jenkins of the world to the, the Jared Cooks of the world to release, so they don't yeah. have that kind of excess talent that's making money. So I could see them running into some salary cap problems to even a greater extent this year for sure. And then, yeah, what do they do? Having the, the quarterback is the cheapest option, so maybe we. Well, I I, I, I want to see him go with Taysom Hill for a full season. I mean. You gave him the big contract. You can't. You can't be serious. Honestly, nah, I mean, they did give him the big contract, and I think this one was a little bit more real than the last one. So maybe that <laughs> the, is what the they have. They're, they're going to draft. Uh, they're going to draft somebody, and then have Taysom Hill be the bridge quarterback, and that's going to go. I don't know. It always seems to work out for the Saints way. with that type of stuff. They always seem. It's like, oh, they have their ninth string quarterback, and then they win anyway, and. <laughs> Somehow it didn't that's matter. Only, that's, only if, that's only against the Buccaneers. That only happens against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That doesn't happen swear, against like I any other team. I swear more often. I mean, they were calling just, Drew. They just, did you guys just see that story? They play the Bucs twice. That's it. You, you guys, have that you they guys called seen Drew Brees the, and then he sent him, sent him a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? 
I can't. I can't believe they have that little faith in Ian Book, where they're like, I guess we'd rather. I don't know how long has he been on the team. Ian Book. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a yeah. Rookie. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm wondering if he's been like practice squad, and oh. he must have. Probably not all that long. He probably hasn't been getting. And I a guess lot of that makes people. sense. Um, I'd rather. I'd probably rather have Drew Brees off a lot of rest than Ian Book. I don't know. <laughs> I Ian Book is short Notre with Dame no arm too. Except Notre he's Dame not fans the didn't like Ian Book, who is beloved by the city. Imagine getting a Drew Brees versus Cam Newton matchup in the year 2021. <laughs> like that would have been so funny, but unfortunately, it won't happen but i've seen yeah. enough of those um <laughs> well and, and cam time. newton just ruined his undefeated streak against tom brady today don't say that oh, don't say that man <laughs> they handled that so poorly and you know, i matt rule went into that game saying oh we have a plan for playing sam darling cam newton and i watched a good portion of the game until i couldn't it take it anymore so, it was pitiful. if anyone could tell me what that plan was <laughs> other than like we'll just randomly take them in and out <laughs> <laughs> I've never it. seen I've never seen anything like this where they're just like we're going to this game and it's like a preseason game and we will just play multiple quarterbacks whenever and when we get in the red zone maybe Cam comes out maybe he doesn't oh Sam Donald had a 60 yard pass and then they like benched him it made no sense <laughs> I watched two plays of this of that game all right I flipped mm-hmm. it on to Cam Newton throwing a screen pass Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was an RPO, like an RPO screen. And then the very next play, I see Sam Darnold out there and he gets sacked. <laughs> and I never, and I did not watch another play from that game. It was, it was enough. I, was like, I did not make bad. it all the way through. And they didn't give Cam, knowing this is probably it for Cam, unfortunately, they didn't give him the final drive in Bank of America when the game was far out of hand. Just lame, lame team. Sad. Sad, but I mean, I don't mean to take it back to the Panthers, but yeah, lame teams. It's okay, all right. You have a right to be sad. Are there any other teams any other, that we think? I would maybe throw out. I think we've covered them all. Detroit, Houston. Detroit probably drafts someone with their second first round pick or, or, or early second. Yes, Houston probably runs it back with Davis Mills because they might have something there. Yeah. Carolina, we have no idea. Washington probably drafts someone in the first round. Atlanta probably goes with someone maybe a little bit later, maybe not with where they'll pick. Although if they pick in the late first round, maybe they really will. Maybe they really will. I could see them drafting someone. Denver, we see drafting Carson Strong because he's a tall white guy. New Orleans, <laughs> we see rolling with maybe Taysom Hill because that's, you know, there might be their only option. Yeah. Pittsburgh, maybe drafting Pickett or some other mobile guy. Yes. And Eagles stick with Hurts. Yes. And I think that's pretty much the whole rundown of teams that could use a quarterback. That is yes. the new year. And the Browns. Yeah, trading for someone potentially. The, the Browns, yes. The Browns. Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. If they go into the season with Baker Mayfield again, I riot. Or maybe Jordan Love. It, maybe if Rodgers stays and re-ups, I, I, if he wins MVP, I mean, he deserves it this year. Maybe it's like, hey, no. Well, let's try to have some Brady. No. You can maybe play no. into your forties. Jordan Love. Panthers is are no, trading for Baker Mayfield, unfortunately, <laughs> or Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> or they're signing oh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky to guy. come in the quarterback room or something. That the Browns would be the team to eat Sam Darnold's cap space. They would they do no, that. They don't have the money. I know, and they would do it. Garoppolo <laughs> might not be a horrible option for the Panthers because don't. if I, if I. <laughs> 
remember correctly, his contract is not a horrible one to eat. So that's something to maybe keep an eye out. But anyway, we're getting probably pretty close to the end here. We're getting pretty long. Before we do close out, though, um, I do want to ask, what are your New Year's resolutions, if you have any? Uh, Once the NFL season starts to wrap up here, I'm going to watch maybe some more basketball. Uh, Always get get smarter is my New Year's resolution. I know a lot more about sports right now than I think I did a year ago, and I want to have that much more growth and more by the end of this year. And I want to really be able to, to know what I'm talking about completely in every aspect of our topics. So that's my new year's resolution is that's get smart. And also listen very, to more music. Theus is very much so in, in tune with what we're doing right now. <laughs> I, I don't know that. if I have a new year's resolution. I got to think of one. Um, what should my New Year's resolution be? I've never been one to make New Year's resolutions. It's usually just like, I notice an area in my life I need to improve. And then as soon as I can do that, I do that. Yours should be get on a live TV broadcast somehow. Is, some okay. and, and, and by live TV broadcast, do you mean like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? Is that what you mean? Just <laughs> something on live TV and you're you're there. And not as just like in the background, like look at me, I was in the background. Yeah. Like it's Bladen. Of, it's Bladen on TV. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, should, no, should we like, try oh, and get on Ellen? Is that what we should do? <laughs> something on TV. So they, they show our face on, on some sort of TV thing. And if it, that... By the end of the year, we try to we try to go global like that. <laughs> I, if I had a New Year's resolution, I guess it would be to be healthier. I've been having like really bad migraines, it's, and I, it's so vague. <laughs> no, like I, I just I don't know. Maybe like sleep better. I don't sleep a whole lot. Um, That's a good one. So like sleep less is my resolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to sleep um, more. I I do not sleep. I'm I go to bed at like four a.m. every night. It's bad. Um, I've got uh, <laughs> limit my screen time. That's going to be my go-to. Um, I tried that. Being I on your phone, TikTok. a professional TikToker over here. Yeah, yeah it's like, but it's, there's it's there's really ways. Hard. There's a healthy mix. Saying I'm oh well, it's my job, so I can sit on my phone as much as I want. It's like <laughs> yeah, but I don't need to scroll through TikTok for as long as I do to make I want a bird TikToks. Watch more, but my camera is a big part of that. I think that was just a byproduct of not having my nice camera. I'm gonna sleep anyway. more. I'm gonna eat better, and I'm going to. And by eat better, I just mostly mean like reduce sugar. You're gonna um, pull Billie Eilish. I, a, bro, Billie Eilish. I I don't need to get into Billie Eilish. You're gonna you're gonna. But Billie date Eilish a girl is named the Sophia. Billie Eilish is the wife. I, I I promise you that much. All right. <laughs> I was um aim high. Looking on ESPN, <laughs> I thought you might find this funny. Uh and I went to the college football page and the top story is Is Momentum Real? <laughs> An in-depth investigation of sports most overused term. It is over you. Oh my god. I was listening to the Vikings broadcast, Vikings versus Rams, and verbatim I heard the the color commentator be like just when we got the momentum, momentum is such a huge thing. We get it and then we lose it and we get it and we lose it and you've got to keep it because it's such a big deal, but we keep losing it. Talking about the Vikings. Like once yeah. we get it, we keep it. It's like, well, maybe, maybe it's uh, think about what you're saying there for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but um, yes. Anyway, I've, I, I was, I had one more funny story, but I forgot it. So maybe I'll remember it. And I, it I, have I, story. I have one more story. I have one more story and it's that, okay. um, 
so I was at Christmas lunch. It wasn't really a dinner. It was a Christmas lunch. My family at this restaurant downtown Columbus. And I got recognized by the guy that was running our food. It was really bizarre. And like I normally, normally when like Matt knows, I really like getting recognized. It's my favorite thing in the world. But I know that too. <laughs> well, I'm saying, oh, I guess you have seen often. me. I, you have seen me I get recognized. Because now. you're a, I think it's because you're more of a Browns icon in a Browns city. You I are think a Browns fact, icon. You're very much a Browns <laughs> guy. Like I'm a Packers. If I was more of a Packers guy in Green yeah. Bay. I would get recognized, but you get recognized a ton. Maybe, but usually, if Brown. someone recognizes me, they don't refer. They don't. They don't talk about the Browns. So you just say like Lemon Boy or something. Um, but this this guy, the Lemon Icon, <laughs> Lemon Icon. Um, but no, but this guy's like he's running our food and stuff, and then all of a sudden he's just like, "Yo, like I love your TikToks." And I, and I like did not know how to respond for the first time. It was very <laughs> we we <laughs> get recognized, and no one ever tells me they love my TikToks. They're always like, "You you're so wrong about this or that." It happened at the game we were at. The kid behind us, they're like, "You're Lemon Boy and you're Matt," and then they were like, "With me, they're like harassing me about Tony Pollard and harassing me about Momentum, the second guy." Like, no one ever tells me I love my. They, they, they're just waiting for the chance to argue with me. It's funny. It's, it uh, is it's funny. a reap what you Every, sow type I, I, deal, I feel like. Everyone, I went to a, like a old high school football thing, and and everyone there was just like, yo, we hate Theo. <laughs> like, that. <laughs> uh, you get, you know what? You do get too much hate, Theo. You do. Every once in a while, someone will be like, is he just saying that to make people mad? I'm like, no, that's no. a valid opinion. Bro, bro, I, I gotta, like people don't realize that Matt and I oftentimes agree with Theo. Like, right. I just, I just don't say anything sometimes when I agree. I'll let you take no, the heat none of for my that. takes. I hope everyone can respect this. None of my takes are for attention. I 100% believe that shit uh, every he time. Does. I, it may, may I come off as hating or, or doing whatever. Some of it I lean into a little bit because I think it's a funny bit to just be absolutely hated, which maybe, you know, I dig my own grave a little bit with, but it is, it is funny. It's I did like, that oh with the God. saint. It's okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're dying to fight me. So yeah. Anyway, but other than that, that's all I'll say. I think that pretty much wraps things up for us. You know, as always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. Make sure again, you go ahead and rate us on Spotify. Give us a five star there. Um, you know, cause Spotify now allows you to rate podcasts and that's really cool. We will not be back for the Friday episode once again, because this is the new year's episode. Um, it's a holiday. So this will be the only episode for this week. It was a bit of a longer one and we'll be back next week for another early Monday episode to recap week 17 and then, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Don't miss out on all the great content coming your way. As always, from Corn Boy, Gambling Addiction Boy, and Lemon Boy, here are the Stay Hot shout-outs, and we'll catch you on the flippity flop. What's up? This is Kevin from San Jose. Just want to come back and say that uh, as a diehard Oregon Ducks fan and Dolphins fan, Tua is going to win a Super Bowl before Justin Herbert as long as Justin Herbert is on the Chargers. Thank you very much. God bless you, Bay Area. All love, baby. One love. One love. This is Ryan from Virginia. I'm so sick of being a Washington fan. They give us just enough hope every year to stick around and then just break our hearts. How is the defensive line more focused on fighting each other than stopping Dak? How in the world does he have 350 yards at halftime? It's just so embarrassing. This organization is a joke. I'm so done.
This is Victor from San Jose, California, and the, the Raiders suck. You know, we've known this. They still suck. They nearly lost to a Nick Mullins-led Browns team. And uh, Bladen, I don't know why you love Derek Carr so much. I can't wait till he goes to the Browns and he proves he's just an above-average quarterback that will never raise his teammates to play above what they are. And since all the Browns wide receivers suck, uh, he's not going to be good. I hope you enjoy that. And when we get two first rounds for him, I'm going to love life. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.